Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll help you realize that you become what you think. I'll also be interviewing Dr. Sarah Maligold, who is an author, psychologist, and television host who helps people all over the world learn new life techniques to cope and resolve their painful psychological struggles. For more information about Dr. Maligold, please visit completeneuropsychologypc.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. You become what you think. Many of us have watched movies where we see a child be emotionally abused by a caretaker. That child is told how dumb they are, how stupid they are or how they're a loser and they'll never amount to anything. Of course, our heart goes out to that child and we want to be able to protect them because we know what that person is saying to them is not true. Many of us have not experienced emotional abuse like that before. However, what we don't realize is that we are often our own emotional abuser. What I mean by that is this. Because we would never emotionally abuse someone else, the thoughts that we have about ourselves pretty much are that of a bully or someone who is emotionally abusing ourselves. Think of it. So when you do something that you're really nervous about and you've never done it before, if you tell yourself, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do this. This is too overwhelming. I know this is too much for me to do or for me to accomplish. What's the outcome? Were you able to do what you said you couldn't do? More than likely not. Or if you were able to do it, it probably was not accomplished with the efficacy or something you were 100% proud of. Think of goals that you set for yourself. For example, if it comes to weight loss, If you tell yourself, there's no way I can lose this weight, or I always fail at this, unfortunately, what you're doing is you're creating an unbalanced foundation for attempting that event or attempting that goal. I live in West Palm Beach, Florida, and we actually have a man-made beach. What they do is between West Palm Beach and Palm Beach, it's a very narrow intercoastal waterway. And what they do is they dredge all the sand out, then they dry that sand out, and then they use that sand for the actual beach. And so over a period of time, each bucket of sand, if you will, is used to create a beach. And then that beach is the foundation for all of the tourists that come down. So it's really the same type of thing as well. A thought is like that bucket of sand. 
when you add that bucket of sand to your beach, if you will, in other words, to the foundation of whatever goal you're going to accomplish, and you keep adding those negative thoughts and more negative thoughts, it creates the foundation for how well you're going to achieve something. Think of the word choices you use about yourself. If you say you're always this or you're always that, have you realized that you are becoming more and more like what you say? Think of yourself five years ago. You had goals and dreams. And then five years later, today, when you reflect on those goals, how many of them did you accomplish? And if you didn't accomplish as many as you wanted to, ask yourself, what was I telling myself each day about my progress or my ability to actually accomplish that goal? Because if you find that you kept telling yourself, oh, this is too hard, or I'll get to it later, or I'm not sure what to do, unfortunately, the foundation for your thoughts and how you saw yourself became your reality and you were not able to accomplish your goals. So the lesson today is very simple. When you pay attention to the thoughts that you have in your mind about your worth, about your value, about your ability to accomplish things, are they benevolent? Are they encouraging? Or do you find that you're subtly tearing yourself down? Or perhaps you're even cruel to yourself by saying certain things. Because the more awareness you have in your mental narrative, in other words, what you say about yourself, the more you can control that. And the more you can control that to be more encouraging, you'll find that your emotions are filled with contentment, with joy, and feelings of success, and you will be able to accomplish your goals. I have a fantastic interview today with Dr. Sarah Malagold. She gives you wonderful tools and techniques of how to overcome any struggle you may face today and how to find your resilience during times of crisis. So stay tuned. Are you an expert in your field or an author who wants massive exposure? I am now looking for self-development experts to be a promotional guest on Lifeology. Currently, Lifeology has an average listenership of over 3 million people per episode. If you are ready to invest in your brand and promote yourself on Lifeology, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest and apply for this opportunity. This is only for a limited time and only a select few will be chosen. So if you're ready to reach a global audience, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest to apply. My guest today is Dr. Sarah Maligold, who is an author, psychologist, and television host who helps people all over the world gain knowledge, learn new life techniques to cope and resolve their painful psychological struggles. Welcome to my show, Dr. Maligold. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. I'm really looking forward to this. From where are you calling us today? Uh, actually, I'm in uh, my home <laughs> in yeah. New York. Oh, nice. And, okay. Yes, I live in New York. And um, even though I've been here for several weeks, yeah. I go here and there outside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I totally understand that. Yeah, social distancing walking is totally important because I, oh, for one, I can't imagine being, I don't know if you're in New York City, but people who, who have a, perhaps a, a studio or a one-bedroom apartment to have to self-quarantine for so long, I, I, I more power to you. I have no idea how these people do it. It's, it's, yes, it's a huge you gift. you are absolutely right. You know, I always think about that mm -hmm. because... Thank God I live in a big house and mm -hmm. I have the grass outside yeah. and I have kids living with me. And I always think about these poor people that they yeah. have to be. I, I, I really don't know, because as it is, mm -hmm. I think that mental health right now is the main topic, even though mm, I don't think yeah. they are to talking realistically. Yeah. But uh, today, um, you know, the outcomes that mm -hmm. we are living through are horrible as related to mental health. Yeah. And 
being isolated inside yeah. the four walls, I can't imagine. I can't. You know, it's this show is going to syndicate multiple times throughout the year and the years to come. So when if people are listening to this right now during the self-quarantine, th- it'll make more sense. But there's going to be life lessons that happen outside of this, beyond the quarantine. So whenever my listeners listen to this, really listen to the, the tools and techniques that Dr. Malagold is going to give you to be able to help yourself uh, make some of those transitions or life transitions of what do you do when things get really overwhelming. But, you know, I actually had... Um, CNN called me, and unfortunately I missed their call, uh, to be one of the quote experts to talk about a lot of the individuals who, um, unfortunately, who have committed suicide during this time and to kind of give my insight and my input into why that happens. And I think you hit on a really interesting point is you said that the isolation part of it. Can you talk more about it from a psychological approach? I definitely want to get your backstory, but talk about it from a psychological approach of why is isolation such a powerful depressant for so many people? Because isolation puts you aside from normal things that you need Mm -hmm. to grow up, to continue living, and to have a healthy life. Love, love Mm. and feedback. We always talk about food, about water. Nobody talks about love. Mm -hmm. You know, there are experiments that you Mm. put babies isolated. So sad, yeah. And you give them food and you give them, you know, clothes and nice environment, but you leave them alone, they die. Wow. So, so you know, so you correlate, Mm -hmm. you know, suicide with dying Mm -hmm. and isolation. And that's why we need not only food and water. We also need the interaction with people, a feedback that is going to say, hi, how are you? Mm -hmm. Uh, You look good. (laughs) I I care for you. We don't have that anymore. And it is, and that's that's so true because it is such a. Uh, let me back up. I remember uh, once. So I live in Southern Florida, and so our, our rules are a little bit different. And so, for better or for worse. And I remember I had was someone came up and gave me a hug, and I haven't had physical touch in so long. And so someone gave me a hug, and I found myself just getting so. I almost started crying. I was like, "What is wrong?" <laughs> but for some people, they may not realize that when people have that physical touch, it creates oxytocin, and oxytocin is a hormone in our brain, which is that social connector that really helps people just feel not only does it create trust but it creates dopamine and helps people just really feel really good have you noticed that as well as as far as without the physical touch now and how it's affecting you absolutely you know uh you said something very interesting that in florida is completely different because Mm -hmm. here in new york what happens is exactly the opposite god forbid that you come close to a person less than six feet Mm -hmm. people are so scared the fear is prevalence yes prevalence is fear so Fear is anxiety. So not only depression, but people are under, uh, under high levels mm. of anxiety. And stress, so yeah. They still prefer to be isolated yes. and apart from people, even though they are sad because the fear is taking mm. over. Yes. And I think that's a trade-off as far as what, what do you do? You, you want something, but fear. So I think it really boils down to what is the motivating contributing factor of why we do what we do? In other words, if, if, if it's fear-based, then I'm going to be repulsed something. Or if it's something that I truly want more, then I, perhaps I'll go towards it. And so I think even up there in New York, because people, and I'm not an expert on this, but because people are probably a lot closer as far as there's so much more, it's more dense in population than down here in South Florida where there's no one here now because it's it's People come down here for for the winter, but not for the summer. And so I think that's why it's a little bit different in the mentality of why people do what they do. But it does make sense to me that because your place up there is more of a hot spot than perhaps down here, then people will be so fear-based as far as don't come towards me because I don't want, obviously, to get sick. 
Yeah, but also you can see, and this is my opinion, uh-huh. okay, and I go to the clinic and I see them every day. Yeah. So I, I've been doing some kind of research and I, after I ask what I have to ask, you know, people come from. Sure, they, they take they, paperwork. They have pain in here and mm-hmm. there, they had accident. And I ask them, how is this situation impacting in your life? They say, we have to keep going. You know, yeah, we makes sense, put the yeah. mask, we put the glass, mm-hmm. and we need to continue. I need to get treatment. I need to go to work. Yes. So it's what it is. Do do I have fear? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I overcome my fear. Yeah. I have no choice. Yes. And I think that's a really good point. Yeah. I can understand from like the, the, the super high class. And I, I and I know what you mean as far as the class system. And that's there's no disrespect to anyone as far as where you are in that class level. But when people have to work, they, they have to work. So let's transition to you. So you are originally from Uruguay, right? Yes, correct. Yes, I was born in Uruguay. Uh-huh. Yes, I have a long-term journey uh-huh. because from Uruguay, I went to live for 10 years in Israel mm-hmm. oh. and I studied there and my first degree is in biology. Oh my gosh. Uh, I used to teach <laughs> Wow. Uh, you know, science. Yes. Then I got married uh, uh, to an Argentinian uh-huh. person. So from Israel, I moved to Argentina wow. and I spent there, you know, several years mm-hmm. also. And then, uh, well, I got divorced and I moved to the United States and I came here originally to Florida. Oh, Miami. really? I okay. used to live in, yeah, in uh, North Miami. Uh-huh. And I, I took with me my kids, my mother and my doggie. Uh-huh. And of course, I was dog. living in Florida like 10 years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> then I moved to Florida, uh, to New York. I'm sorry. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> you know, when I was reading your backstory, you, uh, your father was a concert violinist and oh, he, yeah. I, first off, I love the violin. I mean, it's just, oh. there's, I don't know if you ever heard the, um, the theme song for Schindler's List. Um, I don't know oh. if you ever heard it. And so, I mean, not only is the story so, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. I can't, I just can't heavy, imagine that. Yes. But when you hear the Schindler's List, the violin, when he comes in, it just literally just tears stream down my face because it's such a powerful thing. And I think the, the violin can, I mean, literally, and it's a cliche, but can pull in our heartstrings. But to be able to grow up with a concert violinist and hear that, I can't imagine how beautiful that was for you. That was amazing. But let me tell you, <laughs> in my case, uh-huh. he wanted me to love music as well. Yeah. So I remember being such a, a little child and he bought for me a very wonderful, you know, guitar. Uh-huh. And this was very expensive and we didn't really have much money, but he invested yeah. to me love the music. Yeah. And you know what I did with that? I just played like a pony <laughs> because I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But guess what? My grandpa. Oh, really? His name is. He's six years old. Oh. He loves. Oh, that's beautiful. He so skip, skip a couple like, of generations, but he. Yeah. You don't know, you know, <laughs> yeah. where we're from. <laughs> yeah. And now I know your your father, but he influenced you quite a bit, though, when it comes to just understanding the way you look at life. Can you tell me more about that? Yes, because uh, my father was a you know workaholic. Mm-hmm. He used to work, but. N- not to escape reality and work where work is just because we needed, he needed to work yeah, a lot to course, support yeah. his family mm-hmm. for him. Family was number one. Yeah. But if I remember one important thing about him is he said, listen, you can have money today, tomorrow, or not have at all. Money comes and goes. Yes, it does. But what you study and what you learn mm-hmm. is always going to be yours. So wow. have a career, study something, 
you know. Mm. And maybe because of that, I've been studying all my life. Yes, <laughs> yeah, overachiever. And, so, and today, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. even it got to the point that my father says, "Hey, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want to achieve? <laughs> That's it." You know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> that is great. For yeah. me, he's alive, even though he passed away like 20 years ago, mm. because everything that he has taught me, yeah. I remember him every day. That's so, beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with sharing that with us. I mean, that's just that's a beautiful story. I know many of us have, have had uh, people who've passed away as well. And yes, they're definitely dear in, in our hearts. So, but that's wonderful that you every day you can hear his life lessons and you can see it. Uh, you can practice it and how it resonates okay. in your life. Because I know even your grandpa. Your grandfather, he also influenced you quite a bit and had a lot of wisdom that he gave you, which I know translated into your book, um, as my grandfather says, crazy as a goat. Tell us more about yeah. that. I want to hear about that. Well, actually, <laughs> this is a family story because uh -huh. I was uh, I, I knew exactly what I want to talk about mm -hmm. in my book and I couldn't find the correct name for the book. So my son, Ronnie, that he he works with me actually uh -huh. he's the CEO of my company nice. uh, he says mom what about crazy as well I said you know what that's perfect <laughs> yes that's exactly and uh, actually the name is funny but I wanted to really to touch people's hearts sure. to identify themselves because mm -hmm. everything that I tell there yeah. is not something <gasps> no it's a, something that happens to everybody yes. to me to you yes. to our neighbors yeah. it's a it's a day-to-day -day histories mm -hmm. and stories and uh so i think that everybody will see something about themselves so that's why i say you can you're gonna laugh you're gonna cry <laughs> because you're gonna see yourself yeah. reflected in these common stories about fear about mm -hmm. you know uh you know anxiety depression and you know well everyday stuff like you said yeah all all, all those things be, being betrayed yes. you know for oh, somebody gosh. that you can't believe so all these things and it's not only to talk about them, but yeah. what do we do with those feelings? Mm -hmm. How do we achieve this emotional state yes. that we need under any circumstances? Yes. Because we are we and we cannot depend on situations that happen yeah. to us because that's life. We're going to go through and we learn. Yes, we do. And that's what I was reading about all your information. I was like, oh my gosh, we have so much in common because that's what Lifeology, my, my show really talks about is we all have life lessons to learn and life lessons to teach. And we can all help each other in this understanding of, world, of the world to be able to say, well, this is what I did that worked and this is what I did that didn't work. And then someone can tell me the same thing. And so we all kind of learn together to understand that life doesn't have to be as hard as sometimes we make it and we don't have to reinvent the wheel to say oh my gosh what do i do now when we just kind of reflect on well i did this before and it worked and i did this before and it didn't work so let me just do do that <laughs> and so with that it really makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah because you know what happens people look at the fails they don't see how far they got oh, in life gosh, yeah. so it's very important for the self-esteem mm -hmm. to say okay you want to achieve certain things be patient but keep going because mm. you have that energy, yes. not the outside. You have it. Of course, we need the outside, but a lot of energy comes from you and from your brain yes. and the way you think yes. things are going to happen. You create it. How you perceive the world. Because as you know, whatever we perceive to be true determines what we feel. What we feel determines what we do or how we do something. So if we continually struggle and perhaps look at the same the situation the same way all the time, like if I say, okay, this, this happens, and it's always going to happen this way. Well, then I automatically have conditioned myself to feel perhaps depression. And then all of a sudden I may lay in the bed all day. But if I look at a situation and say, you know what? 
what if it was a little bit different? What if it wasn't exactly like this? And so to have that slight little shift in your brain then reduces some of that anxiety, which maybe doesn't have me lay in the bed all day. And so it's the same kind of concept is just because we've looked at a situation one way all the time, doesn't mean it always has to be that way. And I think as we all are aware of that, it does allow for us to say, you know what? I don't want to be this way anymore. Let me try something new. And so in trying something new, some things work, some things don't, but you just continually keep trying. And the more you try and the more you practice, the more you become more successful in your life. Absolutely, because everything is about a habit. Even mm -hmm. thinking is a habit. Yeah. If you get used to thinking a certain way, you don't even going to question yourself. You're going to repeat a, a specific way of thinking, and you said it. The, the triad, you know, is mm -hmm. thinking, feeling, and acting. Yes, I'm a neuropsychologist, uh -huh. so I truly believe that everything comes from the brain. Uh -huh. If you think one way, you go. Your emotions are going to be accordingly. To the way you think. Yes. If you think you're a winner, so you're going to be happy. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to eat the world. You understand? And you're going to act that yes, way. Yeah, exactly. But if you if you think, oh, I'm not going to make it. This is never going to be my time. So you put yourself down mm -hmm. and down. You get depressed, and you get used to be depressed. Yes. And when you are when you go out, that's the way you look like mm -hmm. a loser. Mm -hmm. No way. And who decides? You decide. That's right. Yes. Yes. Well, it really comes down to, we all have, and of course, you know this, this is nothing new for you, but we all have core beliefs. So if I was taught something as a little boy about who I am and my abilities, or perhaps people told me something, then that becomes the platform for what my personality is. And so as I do something new each time, all of a sudden I would go back to that, ori that original thought system that says, James, you're not that good, or you're not that attractive, or you're too fat, or you're too this. And so every time I try something new, it continually influences me. But like you said, we are the ones who get to determine what is truth and what is not true. And so when we can yeah. stop and say, wait a minute, that, what? I'm not fat, or I'm not dumb, or I'm not stupid. I mean, why do I have to continue to believe that? And I think that's such a beautiful exactly. thing that you said, that we are in charge of that. Believe me, but what happens is a child, and we mm -hmm. go back to the thinking way yeah. and the process. When you're a child and they teach you this and that, so you follow that because you don't have the tools. Yes. There is a process of thinking, you know, when you're two, when you're four, when mm -hmm. you're 10, when you're 20. Once you are a grown-up person and you have all the tools to analyze by yourself, cause, consequence, you have the global picture, then you can start thinking by yourself. Mm -hmm. and say, wait a minute. I've been thinking this way. This is the way they taught me to think. Is it beneficial for me? Because yeah. maybe it was beneficial when I was 10. Mm -hmm. It's not beneficial That's for me no more. Great point. Maybe great I point. change it. <laughs> yeah. You understand? Yes. So it's, it's a practical thing too. Yes. And what happens is people are scared to go from one step to the other and say, I'm going to be individual. Yes. I'm going to think different. And this, I'm going to do what is best for me. Yeah, they, they prefer to be okay in the secure place, mm -hmm. but the, what they don't see is the more they stay there, the more insecure they're going to get. Yes. Well, because once again, what they thought before continually be is reinforced if they don't change that belief structure. So if I try something that I think that is new, but I have the same belief system, the more often I try it, the more proof I have that I'm going to fail. Yes, that is true. But at the same time, when you have the tools to listen to other sources, yeah, exactly. yeah. then you can compare you can and say, wait a minute, that's what mm -hmm. I've been doing. This didn't really help me yeah. lately. <laughs> so maybe it's I'm doing something yeah. wrong. You practice something you know, new. We come to a crisis here and there in our lives when we see that we are sad, we are depressed. But listen, sometimes we cannot do this alone. Yeah. We yeah. need a professional person to say, mm -hmm. hey, 
I've been depressed. I cannot get what I want. What's wrong with me? And that person helps you a little bit to find your way. Yes. Not to tell you what you exactly. want. And that's the difference. Yeah. What you really want from your life. <laughs> yeah. You understand? Yeah. Once you discover, let's see it because boom, you that's, know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's a really good point because I think so many times when people come to a psychologist or, or, or psychologist, uh, they often think that we give advice we don't give advice we give the, you the tools for you to figure out what's the healthiest version for your life because once again well for one that's unethical to give advice like that but it is so important that people really recognize that they have the tools within them but people like us or other professionals help you look at life and re-examine life to see what has been working or what serves you now and what does not serve you so it is important and i agree with you 100 percent if people are struggling, they need to speak to someone that's in a professional setting to be able to guide them and help them so that they can live their fulfilled life that they want. Absolutely right. Yes, they, they, they people, people don't know how powerful they yeah, are yeah. because they are, they've been silent. Mm-hmm. Like, do this, do that. This is the best thing. Go this way. And we do that because there is economic also to you know, do the things mm-hmm. that we know. Yes. It's hard to change. Yeah, yeah. Don't it get really me is. wrong. You know, to stand up one day and say, wait, I want to change because I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. You need to be brave. But why not? Why exactly. Not? Yeah. What do you have to lose? At least what I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Well, unfortunately, our time is up. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much for taking time. I have your busy schedule to join with us. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you to purchase your books, to uh, watch your upcoming TV show, to learn more about you, where would they find this information online? I am, uh, by the way, the, the book is in Spanish, uh-huh. so I'm, I'm translated it into Perfect. English and it's on Amazon. Uh-huh. You can, you can find it. Uh, and in, I'm in Instagram, Facebook, you know, YouTube, everywhere you put Dr. Sarah Malagol and uh, here you are. You're going to find me. Wonderful. Well, my mm-hmm. listeners also know that if they're not able to find Dr. Sarah Maligold any other place, you can simply go to the show notes in uh, either jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv for the specific episode, and I will connect you with her as well. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.